Thanks for tuning in to the Newborn Promise Podcast, a production of Graham Blanchard Incorporated. You are listening to an interview with Rachel Jankovic called Loving the Little Years. For today's show notes, transcript, and more information about our recently released book, Your Newborn Promise Project, please visit grahamblanchard.com. Welcome back to the Newborn Promise Podcast. I'm Audra Haney, and when you welcome a new soul into your family and you're intentional about loving and nourishing that little soul, you have one of the most rewarding and challenging jobs on earth. But in the throes of constantly meeting needs, changing diapers, blinding exhaustion, messes, and tantrums, can you truly love the little years? Our guest today, Rachel Jankovic, mother of seven and author of the book, Loving the Little Years, takes a break from her own busy life, peeks out from the trenches and shouts, yes, you can find love, joy, and great purpose in these little years. All it takes is a little perspective, obedience, and a whole lot of Jesus. We loved this talk with Rachel, and it felt like chatting with our most honest and wise friends over coffee. We even enjoyed the little cameo from her youngest, Moses, because that is real mom life. And we know you'll love her, too. Rachel, before we dive into your book, which is called Loving the Little Years, would you mind telling me a little bit about your family today and what that looks like? Sure. My family right now, I have uh, seven children from one and a half are coming in on two this fall to 12 coming in on 13 this fall. So we're almost to the teenagers and still in the toddlers. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. So we have a 12-year-old and then 11-year-old and twins who are nine and then uh, a seven-year-old and a five-year-old and the almost three-year-old. So you're not busy at all, are you? <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all busy. Well, Rachel, you wrote a lovely and encouraging book a few years ago called Loving the Little Years. Do you mind sharing what inspired you to write that book and what did the process look like for you with so much on your plate as a busy mom? <laughs> yeah, that's just, it's probably not the most typical I guess, uh, beginning of a book story. So I, I do have a, I occasionally blog. I haven't been doing that recently, but, um, with my mom and my sister, we have a blog and I had, and I had, let's see the twins and Blair. So we were down to, we had five kids. My first four children are very close together because it was, uh, 18 months to, you know, between the first two. And then 18 months later we had the twins. So we had four kids, three and under, um, right. And it was barely three and under. I almost wish we could have had a, the twins a couple of weeks earlier so we could say we had four kids, two and under. <laughs> it's like, it wouldn't have made a difference, but that's a shocking number. That, that was kind of our, I would say, a boot camp of parenting time for us. So um, shortly after when we had five, then um, when the, when I blogged something about how we work with our little girls on their attitudes. So it was just a blog post about uh, how we work with them on controlling their emotions. There's a chapter in the book that's about that. We, I think it's called Spirited Writer. We just talk about how, you know, your emotions are like a horse that God gave them to you, but he also told you to stay on this path. You know what I mean? Like, this is the path that you're supposed to be on, and you're supposed to be 
your emotions are something good. That's something you're supposed to be with, but you have to control them, you know? So, uh, so I wrote a blog post about that. They got a lot of response. And then I was asked to write a book because of that. And I think at, at that time I was still not super comfortable with my voice writing to mothers. Anyways, I was still a fairly young mother, you know, like I had really been through some mothering at that point, but, but it did feel a little bit like I'd been drugged through it. It was not me sitting around saying, man, I have so many intentional thoughts <laughs> that I just want to share with everyone. Um, it was different. It was a different approach to that. And, you know, I think that is one of the things that makes it such a fun and great read because the chapters are short and conversational and so real. Um, it's sort of like a mom vitamin, you know? <laughs> yes. And really the thing that I most um, would like to communicate to moms is it seems to me at the time, and I have not, and it kind of continues to say, is that um, when you're talking about mothering, there seems to be kind of like two camps. There is a camp that is like very idealistic and um, romantic about it. Oh, it's this tender little soul that you're shaping. It's all very, it's all very, you know, hazy and rosy and beautiful. You know, like, and then the other side is like, no, it's it's not. Let me tell you the truth. It's all about diapers and snot. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, let me. And I think the thing that I was that I cared about is that you can have both reality, the actual reality of the challenges of parenting and joy. Like we don't need to pretend there's no trials or no troubles to still have joy in the task that God has put before us. And Rachel, in the book, one of the things I loved is that you talk a lot about changing our attitudes and perspectives and what a difference that can make in our homes. Talk to me about why you feel keeping this right perspective is so important. Yes, I well, I would say I I don't that was not my innovation. I was I was raised in a Christian home and uh my grandmother was a she was a missionary and she um she was actually the headmistress of a of a Japanese girls Bible school um before she married my grandfather. Anyways, when my mom, my mom was converted in college, and uh, at some point when the three of us were little, mom was having one of those intense days, you know, where she's mm -hmm. like, this is so hard, and she called my grandmother, who, you know, was local, so, you, you know, she was calling her, her local help, and uh, my grandma said, she just, she's, my mom still tells a story, it's like, it's such a funny but good thing, she called her to tell her all about it, my grandma just listened. And then she immediately responded by telling her about a missionary somewhere who was captured and hung by his toes in a cave, and his wife had to come. Oh, sorry, that's Moses in the background there. <laughs> Hi, Moses. <laughs> he came to find me. So anyways, she told her about a missionary who was captured, hung by his toes in a cave, and his wife had to come feed him every day while he was hanging upside down. <laughs> and it's just the, it's just the reality of of get some perspective. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, what is it that we think is such a trial? It's like, really, we're just not paying attention to the big picture of blessings and God's kindness to us and what we're not having to worry about or deal with. You know, like, um, we can just get very selfish and very small, small scale thinking, you know, like, like, this is so hard for me because someone had an accident or something happened and it's like well yes but we have shelter and we have food and we have you know like 
there's so much that is not being a trial for us. It was not life-changing for me as a mother to learn that. What was what it felt like to me was things that I've known my whole life. You know, like things that I have been taught that I believe are now actually being tested. Essentially, Rachel, this is your statement of faith. Let's watch you in action. I love that. And you know, even with that great perspective, you do share that we can have challenges. One thing you share is that a particular challenge for you is closing your home decor and floral business when you went from two children to four with the birth of your twins. Why was this a particular challenge for you? Probably the biggest thing for me was that the things that I knew were gifts that God had given me, things that I knew were from him and that I knew I was honoring him with them. Do you know what I mean? Like I, things that you felt like God wanted you yes. to do and you're confident in that. I think the biggest thing for me was learning um, to recognize that sometimes God calls you to one thing that is obedience and that later he may call you to lay that down. And then later he may call you to pick it back up. Like the obedience to him is not a set of things that you have to do. Uh, it is constantly responding faithfully to how he's leading. We closed the shop and, and I was super thankful for it. It was not, that was not hard for me, but what was shocking was we closed it when they were pretty, when the twins were just a couple months old, probably. Um, what was shocking for me was the transition from being someone who was Yes, I was a mother. Yes, I loved doing that. But I was also still seeing lots of people still out in, you know, like I was still out in public and doing things that I loved. And, and um, to this transition of being like, no, like I, it, I mean, it's like an all day event if I needed to go to the grocery store, yes. you know, like well, <laughs> we will start at dawn trying to prepare to go to the grocery store. And when we get there, there won't be any room in the cart. You know, like I'll have children tied on to me. It, it was a major transition for me, um, I guess I would say, in uh, in how I perceived myself or in identity issues, mm. you know, in like that God wants this for me now, what does faithfulness now look like? Mm, that's powerful. And I feel like so much of that comes down to being flexible and embracing that, okay, this is just a short season and this is what obedience looks like in this particular season. Yeah, and, and the reality is that you don't necessarily know it's going to be a short season. I think that that is when it's happening. Now I can look back on it and be like, you know, since that time I've been through very uh, like a whole bunch of seasons. You know, like since since then it's changed in all kinds of ways. That kind of change now does not throw me off, but it's it's like an old friend now. And Rachel, our audience is mainly expecting a new parents. There are a lot of people about to transition into those new roles. What would be some of your biggest advice for them? I think that the, the biggest thing I would say is that sometimes we get really overwhelmed with the big picture. You know, you're like, I don't know how this will work out. And the reality is that whenever you're overwhelmed with that kind of thing, you almost always know what the next step is, what the next obedience step would be. Because you can sit, you know, in the middle of your house being like, I don't know what my life will be like. Like, I, this is such a problem. But mm -hmm. but you do know that this baby needs their diaper changed. You do know that they need love right now, that they need your obedience right now. And it's amazing how beginning to take steps of obedience and developing that habit is brings so much clarity to the big picture. And any of those moments of overwhelming it's not really about the big picture. It's about you not wanting to do something little right now. We don't need all the answers. We need to know that we're still following 
Christ, that we're still doing what we should be doing right now. And he will make it clear. Mm, That's so great. And, you know, that brings up a great point about how sometimes our spiritual walk changes when we become busy moms. Um, I'm sure being the mom of seven, you can really relate to that. Talk to me about how your life has changed spiritually after becoming a mom. It did change from what I believe in the abstract to show me how you believe that. (laughs) You know, how me like, like, so... So you believe in the abstract that children are a blessing. Like, show me in your behavior today that you believe that, that you're honoring what God said. You know what I mean? Like, I that to me um, was, it was more, that's why I say it was like a boot camp. <laughs> it, was like, it was like so many opportunities um, to confront things in yourself that you didn't even think you had. Like, I don't think before I had a bunch of little kids, like, I can't remember having to deal with my temper. And I remember thinking, honestly, that it was a surprise to me when you'd see people kind of coming unglued at their kids. You know, you're at the grocery store or something, you're like, whoa, (laughs) what is happening here? Um, And it actually took me being in a different situation for me to understand how that happens. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, well, take your, you know, college age girl life and then give it really sporadic sleep for a long time. And then... (laughs) And then after maternity is <laughs> falling down and this child, you know, you can see there's all these little things add up and suddenly you see how, okay, so I need, now I need to actually practice something because it isn't just my default mode. <laughs> this isn't, this isn't natural. Now this is a spiritual discipline. Mm-hmm. And for parents in this new season, it is very easy to get overwhelmed. And for those listening that are about to have a newborn or they are already in the fog of becoming a new parent, do you have any additional advice to help them really persevere and love the little years? Well, I guess I would go back to what we already sort of talked about is that Being overwhelmed is very common, but not knowing what you could do obediently next is not. Like, you almost always, I can't think of a time that that someone's been in such a pickle that they don't know what the next obedient thing to do would be. Um, And I think that that's the, that that really is the heart of it, is that you don't need the big picture. You know, that that will always be overwhelming. Um, What you need is just right now obedient to Christ and that that clarifies everything. And the other thing is that it really is true what people say that it is um that it goes by really fast. Like that you're in this moment but it really will be very soon that you're looking back on like how did that how did that go so fast? Like um I guess it's in the in the time when you have it just seems like impossibly long days. Like just impossibly long but the years are so fast like just so fast and I laugh that you know it used to be that I would be looking at the clock like when will my husband be home you know like (laughs) he's got to come home and when I would text him and he'd say like I'll be home in 15 minutes and I can remember an honest emotion of I cannot survive that long like (laughs) I don't think I could make it 15 minutes you know what I mean like this the level of intensity is such that I may be dead before you get home. Like I, this is, this is not going to like, this is crazy. And now it's far more likely that he shows up and I'm like, Whoa, you're home already. Like, what time is it? You know, like it does change. And, um, when older parents tell you that, like, enjoy this, it's going by so fast. Don't, don't take that 
as people often do as an insult. It's not enjoy it like you got invited to, a, you know, you're a little kid and you're at a bouncy castle kind of a thing. It's not that kind of joy. Uh, but do look for the joy that is that is always with us, that is Christ, that is the joy of obedience and uh, loving him. There's so much deep joy, even in the middle of the really, really wild, wild years. <laughs> Uh, my husband and I affectionately refer to it as the sweaty eyeball phase of our life. Like it was just blindingly funny, you know, what I, like just, just impossible uh, amounts of little people holding on to you and needing things. And, but we look back on that and I would never undo it because coming out of those years, in spite of the fact that it was incredibly hard, I also look back on it as such a, a it is something that I would never exchange because of how much we learned about God and his love for us and his kindness to us uh, and his blessings. Like it was such a spiritually rich stage in part because it was so spiritually challenging. Really the testimony that we have now is a testimony to Christ. Like we know how much he carried us through uh, all of that. And I'm, and I'm very thankful for it. You know, I would never say I, I really am so thankful that it was that wild. It was really good for us. Well, that wraps up our time for today, but we so look forward to hearing more from Rachel next week as she talks about how moms can seek out intentional times for God, even when our time is limited, and what true spiritual self-care is all about. And remember, you can get today's show notes, transcript, and 20% off our new book, Your Newborn Promise Project, for couples and groups with code NPPODCAST at grahamblanchard.com.